talk to you about this exchange program. Wow. Super way to make friends, learn about the world. I'm here with Tim Long, awaiting the arrival of a young man from Paris. Hello, Team Long. Hello. Well, it's that time of the month again. It's time for Thanks Telefilm, brought to you by Moving Radio at CJSR 88.5 FM. My name is Lindsay Campbell. I am one of the hosts of Moving Radio, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Mark Davies. How are you doing, Mark? I'm good. I want all the listeners to know that the film that Lindsay picked this month called The Exchange, the movie was edited by Mark Davies. So I am not the editor of the film, but uh, I did appreciate seeing my name up on the big screen. Nice. Nice. (laughs) Score. That's a good one. I like that. If you want to start, why don't we give our millions of listeners just a little synopsis of the film uh, you wanted to share with everybody called The Exchange. And then I always love to share my uh, Hollywood elevator pitch with how the movie was produced. So I proposed this month uh, that we talk about the wonderfully hilarious film, The Exchange. It's a 2021 film that kind of flew under the radar because of course theaters were kind of closed when this came around, but it's pretty easy to find and it's very enjoyable. And this is a film written by a man named Tim Long. It is largely biographical. Tim Long now writes for The Simpsons and has written for The Simpsons for quite a while. And this is directed by Dan Mazur, who is a British guy who is responsible for writing many of the Borat films, et cetera. So this is a, already a, a starting off on a strong foot. So the film is about a teenage kid in the 80s who um, feels a little alienated because he's into sort of sophisticated, you know, new wave French cinema and none of the other kids in like, you know, Hamilton or wherever are into that. Um, So he kind of dreams that maybe if they got like a French exchange student, that person would be sophisticated and be his ally and watching, you know, like Jean-Luc Godard films together. And when he gets his exchange student, things do not exactly go according to plan. Absolutely. And, you know, if I was pitching this movie to Netflix and I had one sentence to do it, I would say, I want to take a reversal fish out of water story Add it with CBC production values, meeting American aspirational comedy tropes. And that's kind of what I thought while I was watching the film. Do you think think I nailed it there, Lindsay? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this film is delightful. And it's, it's Canadian, and it doesn't hide that it's Canadian. For sure. You know, I think a great place to jump off would be, you had mentioned Tim Long was the writer of the film. And I didn't know, I mean, obviously you just shared with everybody that he was a writer for The Simpsons. And this, actually this movie reminded me a lot of, uh, there was a Simpsons episode from 1990 called The Crepes of Wrath, not The Grapes, <laughs> The Crepes of Wrath. And for, all, for everybody out there, I don't know if they remember, but Bart goes on an exchange program and he goes to France and somebody, another boy comes and lives with The Simpsons. And Certainly, I thought it had a lot of similarities. You know, Tim wasn't actually responsible for that Simpsons episode, but there's a lot of um, poignant kind of like Simpsons moments in this movie. You know, not not your typical like A, B, C is your joke, but some really good jokes. And 
you know, it did make me laugh out loud. And I have to actually say, too, uh, when we do say thanks telefilm, you know, I always think to myself, it's okay to watch telefilms with uh, my kids in the room. But honestly, there was probably an F-bomb every few few lines. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not sure if it was was right for uh, Carter and Sawyer, but they, uh, they were gravitated towards it while they were watching it. So... Uh, that was the kind of the one thing that I thought, first of all, was like Tim was was the writer. And and once again, too, you, you had mentioned Dan Mazer was the director who's, you know, obviously responsible of, of working on the Borat films. And I kind of thought was watching the film. There's one of the main characters names is, is Stefan and he's from France. And kind of to me, I thought what I was watching the film was what if Borat wasn't so obnoxious, but a little bit more naive? And that's kind of what I thought was watching Stefan was kind of, he certainly had these ideologies that were kind of out there and sometimes he didn't fit into Canadian culture, but, and at times, you know, he was inappropriate, but I think there was a little bit of naivety there and, and not as obnoxious as, as what we've seen with kind of Sasha Baron Cohen doing what he's done with Borat and Bruno and the Ali G show. I agree. While there is sort of a prank element in the film, I found that overall the character wasn't a malicious character. He generally wanted everybody to be happy and in love. For sure. (laughs) You know, so he he was trying to bring people together. And you also, there was this sort of um, subtle nods to the fact that at home, he clearly was not the cool kid back home. And so he's really taking this opportunity to to have fun in a new environment and, you know, reinvent himself a little bit. So I, I really appreciated that aspect of the character as well, because he is quite loud and uh, obnoxious, but hitting all the right marks, I think. You know, and I think the movie promotes multiculturalism. I, I think that element is there in the film, but also at the same time, I think some of the jokes kind of trip over themselves. But for the most part, you know, the film felt very 2022 and and I think it was kind of a smart way to kind of present that like I said that reversal fish out of water story the other thing I wanted to actually mention too Lindsay was you know often when you ask you know how do you define a Canadian well you know I always remember growing up it was well we're not Americans and even though the film is kind of contrasting you know Canada with this young exchange student from France I thought that was more just a metaphor for kind of the Canadian versus kind of American identity crisis that we always have, you know, how do we really define ourselves? And, and that's what I kind of thought, what was the main character's name again? I think it was um, Tim. Yes. You know, he's having to like define himself against Stefan, but obviously there's a lot of similarities as well between the two characters. And you know what? I appreciated all those similarities as well because they do seem so different, but they actually get along really well which is kind of delightful. This this movie might seem like it's going to hit all the, the tropes and kind of paint by numbers, but it doesn't. It, it kind of sub- subverts a lot of things in, in really clever ways. That's a good way to put it too. Like there's a really dark moment in the movie and I wouldn't say this is a spoiler alert. It happens pretty early on, but if you don't want to hear what we're talking about, you can certainly turn it down for the next uh, five minutes. But there's a dark moment where this storekeeper he uh, climbs to the top of a building uh, and he commits, yeah. tries to commit suicide and you know for a second there I was like I don't think this scene's gonna work but it absolutely worked really well and and as you said I, I think those type of moments kind of subvert a lot of what's going on in the film actually. 
and it you know just sort of like opened up their little universe to like what what's going on with other people which i thought was kind of nice because it does include more of the community um and of course like people are struggling in the 80s there and you know when we talk about subvert there's some things that i think are more overt and i thought mazer did a really good job with like using a lot of 80s culture you know we had songs like it's tricky from run dmc we had mm-hmm. Phil Collins' Susudio. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that one correctly, but, uh, you know, they talk a bit about Star Wars. They talk about the Breakfast Club in the film. So certainly like kind of like a child or, you know, of the 80s who, who certainly I think incorporated a lot of the things he liked. And and I mean, obviously that's also goes credit to Tim Long as well. I You know, I don't know how much Tim Long was on set collaborating with Mazer, but I actually thought that they both probably enhanced each other's work at the end of the day. I like to imagine that they worked hand in hand. What, what were some of the other things that you liked about the film or didn't like about the film, Lindsay? Mostly, I just love this movie and there's not much that I don't like. I really, really love Justin Hartley as the gym teacher slash pseudo cop of the town. Right. Of the town. I think he's the one non-Canadian in the cast. And I'm not sure what he's from. He's from, I think, this is us or one of those tv shows like that but i thought he was he was just absolutely perfect as the sort of <laughs> oblivious slightly misogynistic you know douche <laughs> douchebag. yeah you know what i also enjoyed too was like when the movie started there's um a winter scene and you could just tell it's special effects done on a laptop and i was like <laughs> oh here we go and you know another canadian production that that's just kind of missing kind of that production value but actually, shout out to um, the costumes and, and the clothing. Uh, it was done by a, a woman named Leah Carlson. I'm not really familiar with her work, but she was nominated for a Canadian Screen Award. And the costumes are really tight in the film. You know, they really represent the 80s. And then at the same time, I thought she did a great job with Stefan, like kind of that more upper echelon kind of preppy European culture that uh, he was showing kind of like Adidas suits with flashing colors and so forth. So big shout out to her you know I, I actually thought that was really st- stood out from the film and, and I enjoyed seeing all the costumes actually this absolutely had a budget because as you said the music was was good they had rights to some songs and yeah the costumes were on you see stuff so often where the costumes in a period piece they just look squeaky new like they bought them at the gap or something and For sure. no the costumes absolutely work they're super super tacky at times but it all made sense and worked uh, and the music worked this walks and talks like a real movie this does not you, you know you don't start this movie and think oh okay well this is looks looks okay for a canadian movie no this is a pretty fun really top tier but under the radar canadian film and i like you said that under the radar i'd also say too you know it was for dan mazer i mean he's obviously working on films like borat which i mean we're like global films back 20 years ago that really you know there was all the taglines like that Borat had but what I what I found was most interesting was you could say this was a demo reel for him for maybe his next big project or you could say this movie just kind of stands alone on its own and that I could see him maybe collaborating with like a Judd Apatow in the future if if he chooses to do more directing uh, because I, th- I thought he really rocked it. And there was actually some great cinematography as well, considering that he's an American, but uh, I thought he certainly collaborated a lot of what Canada feels like. And they, they did shoot on location from what I read in Ottawa. They, yeah, they shot in Canada. It looks like Canada. It feels like Canada, but not in a cringy way at all. 
last thing I want to say, and this is my last thought, but I thought Stefan too had a little bit of a reminisce of superstar global icon Cristiano Ronaldo. There was just a few moments when I thought I was watching the soccer player from Portugal on the screen. I know it's not him, but I thought I was watching Ronaldo out a few times. Yeah, well, he's definitely got a, a look. And, it, and as you said, it is definitely a heavily dependent on the tracksuit. Anything else you want to go out on, Lindsay? You know what? I think we kind of covered it all. This is a tight film. This is this is a good, you should watch it, fun. Thank you very much, Telefilm. Clearly, they had a budget. I don't know how much help they really needed from Telefilm, but thank you for helping with this Telefilm. This was delightful, and everybody should check it out. Well, hopefully Next. you can hear it, in my, hear it in my voice, but I say thank you, Telefilm. Sometimes we have more of the sarcastic thanks, Telefilm, but certainly a thank you. Thank you, Telefilm. And uh, thank you to everybody involved in that movie, because uh, like you said, I think it flew under the radar and uh, hopefully more people will watch it in the upcoming future. I hope so. And when I said everybody should watch it, of course, the caveat being it's like 14A for course language. (laughs) Not for kids who are 10 and six years old and their dad is trying to uh, take notes while watching this movie. Yeah, maybe not if that describes you, but... But otherwise, you know, enjoy. It's it's only 14A for course language, that's all.